0: This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders.
1: Order, order. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reporters Without Orders, where we discuss what made news, what didn't, and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. Joining me are two of my colleagues, Ashwin, right here in the studio with me, and Aditi, who's online. Um, What made news is, of course, the central government's raids, on uh, three people associated with the news channel and which the government alleges are connected to the alleged liquor scam that has taken place in Delhi and Ashwin has done a story along with Tanishka uh, which he'll talk to us about and uh, what shouldn't have made news probably is the wire story on Meta about this one program that Meta has that gives a lot of secret powers to uh, people around the world and in, in, the, in the Indian context to Amit Malviya, which uh, Aditi will now tell us about. Those stories have, by the way, been uh, taken down in a statement yesterday. We are recording this on October 19th. Uh, just 24 hours ago at 8.30 yesterday, WIRE took down those stories and said that it will launch an internal review. What led to all that, um, we'll come to. But hello, guys. Thank
0: you,
1: Ayush. Thanks, Ayush. Thanks for having me. Uh, Aditi has already filed, I think, a couple of stories on the whole uh, Wire series on Meta and I think she's working on a third story. So that has kept her busy. If not for that, we would have had her in the studio. Ashwin, tell me, uh, media rumble in the last week, Habitat Center. Yes. So Which session did you
2: attend? I was the first the मतलब ओपनिंग जो पैनल डिस्कशन था उसमें मैंने पार्टी, मतलब वो कवर किया था hmm. बहुत इंपॉर्टेंट था क्योंकि पहले मतलब हमारी जो रिपोर्ट होती है जो सलाना रिपोर्ट होती है जो ऑक्सफैम के साथ न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री करता है hmm. कि मीडिया में जेंडर का कितना रिप्रेजेंटेशन है hmm. और कितना कास्ट का रिप्रेजेंटेशन है hmm. तो वो रिपोर्ट थी जो उसको पहला आकांक्षा ने प्रेजेंट किया उसके बाद उस पर और online पोर्टल जो है उनके प्रोपराइटर या मोस्टली जो editor in है वो अपर caste से belong करते हैं मतलब 219 में से 197 upper caste से belong कर सेकते हैं और digital मीडियम सिर्फ दो organizations था जिसके editor या proprietor SCST community से belong करते हैं तो ये जो difference है मतलब हमारे कास्ट का वो huge है और ये सब हो पाया क्योंकि Oxfam और News London वो report की जी। तो ऐसी reports होनी
1: Ji, Aditi, you were also at the media rumble. Uh, is yes. there anything you found? Uh, I mean, most of the event was pretty good, but anything that blew your mind?
0: I mean, I was really looking forward to the Sophie Zhang conversation that Chetran Shu had, hmm. and it did serve that whole day. As you probably know, I'd been waiting for the wires third story with their rebuttals. And when it was the last 10 minutes of the QA session with Sophie Zhang, the story dropped. Yeah. And so after that, she was basically inundated with people asking her, hey, what do you think about the third story? And she was yeah. like, I haven't read it yet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: that was pretty interesting as a session, especially given that she had a pretty good grasp over certain, uh, how should I put it? Certain mannerisms of speaking and uh, all those things. Right. So yeah, it was interesting.
1: And I remember... When we were there on that day before the session, you were speculating that what if during the Sophie Zhang sh- session, as it plays out, the wire drops its third story? And I was like, yeah, but would they really, you know, calculate it that much? And maybe they didn't, but that's what ended up happening. It's in the second half, actually, the yeah. last 10 minutes when the story came out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think they coordinated, but I would still like to think of myself as a prophetess yeah. for having <laughs> said that before. Yeah. But yeah.
1: So. Aditi, let's talk about um, this Wire versus Meta affair, as people have put it. Um, I've noticed that uh, since Wire has redacted its story, there is a st- some sort of silence from Meta. I mean, there's no uh, brash tweeting and calling out, as you one might have expected them to do. But to just lay out what has happened, on 10th, Wire put out a story which said that Amit Malviya has too much powers given to him by Meta on Instagram and basically he can take down any post he wants without content moderation even kicking in. Um, one of the spokespersons in Meta said, I don't know, this seems to be fabricated, the content that Wire has published in its story. Next day, Wire does a story where it publishes a uh, email by this spokesperson, Andy Stone, and then Meta again claims that even that email appears to be fabricated, and a lot of Desi voices also said that this does not sound sound like something that uh, you know someone who, as a recent article said, someone who's grown up in New England would talk. New post, Hampshire, yeah, yeah. Post which you will do that. I mean, that's something we Desis use. The kind post of language, which, right? yeah, the kind of language. Then it settled, bring out a third story, and it did, where it said that e- where it tried to prove that that email did. Come from Andy Stone, and it made a video of how it did it, and then it said it had shown that video to two independent experts. Now that video, Meta says, is also fabricated. It's made on a dummy platform, or actually a a free version of a free trial version of that platform, but a dummy account. So
0: I'll I'll correct you there. Yeah. Uh, The statement that Meta put out. So. I'll just go over what exactly happened. Hmm. At the center of these three stories are two pieces of document. Uh two pieces of documents. One is this what Wire believes to be an internal post-incident report hmm. about a particular Instagram story being taken down. That is one. Now, the second is this leaked internal email that's purportedly from Andy Stone, who's the policy communications director at Meta.
3: Hmm.
0: Now, what does the post-incident report claim or show? that there was this particular story that this user called Cringe Archivist had uploaded. It basically mocked this man in Ayodhya praying to an idol of UP Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath.
3: Hmm.
0: And in the logs of this, this uh, the, it points out that, hey, this was taken down. Uh, and then the user submitted it for review, but it didn't go for review uh, because Amit Malviya and a cross-checked user had reported it and therefore it remained dumb. Right. Now, the conclusion that Wire drew from this was that, hey, cross-check has even more sweeping powers than had previously been reported because what had previously been reported was that if you're a cross-checked user, this basically means that it takes time for content moderation to kick in so that there's no PR disaster for Facebook or any of its platforms. Right. So imagine Ayush, you are a very influential journalist and, uh, oh, you probably are. You don't have to imagine that. I'm, I'm fine as I am. You tweet, okay, you tweet something that's critical of the government. And there is some issue with the automated content takedown system, which there are multiple issues with it. Those systems are pretty dumb. AI is not as smart as companies make out to be. And your tweet gets taken down. That becomes a headline against Facebook. Facebook wants to avoid that. Right. So which is why they have this cross-check system. So that, hey, when there's an issue, uh, when there are reports or automated content takedowns, say against Prime Minister Modi or against, uh say Virat Kohli, mm. these things shouldn't be able to kick in immediately. There should be some kind of an overview happening because it's better to be late than sorry and to have to deal with a PR disaster. Right Now, that's not always how it's worked out. Wall Street Journal last year, when it reported in the Hogan documents, which were leaked by the whistleblower Francis Hogan, uh reported that what happens... In this process is that Facebook at times doesn't even take action against content that is violative. So, for instance, uh, there were cred- there were rape accusations against Brazilian footballer Neymar. Mm. What he did after he was accused of rape was that he posted nude photos of the woman who had accused him on Facebook. Right. These photos violate Facebook's community standards mm. because it's essentially revenge porn. It's nudity without consent of the subjects, mm. right? And nudity is also not allowed on Instagram and uh, uh, Facebook. So, yet these particular posts remained there for more than twenty-four hours because Neymar was a cross checked user. Right. So then they have spread across his followers. There's reputational harm done to the woman who accused him of rape. All these things followed. Mm. So what happens is at times Facebook does not take action, or it puts it for uh, puts it in for review, which never happens. Now, what The Wire said on the basis of this post-incident report was that, hey, it's not just uh, Facebook withholding itself from taking action. It also means that if a cross-check user reports a particular post, it will definitely get taken down and it will remain down.
3: Right. And
0: Facebook said Andy Stone, as who's, as I said, the policy communications director, and Guy Rosen, who's the chief uh, information security officer at Meta, both of them tweeted that, hey, this underlying report seems to be fabricated. Mm. Now, why do they believe it to be fabricated? And why? Uh, A lot of experts agree with them, including a number of experts I've spoken to. Mm. Now, it shows uh, an Instagram.workplace.com URL. Now, what is Workplace? Workplace is this product that Facebook created, which is supposed to compete with Slack, right? So internal office communications and all of that. Mm. Now, Facebook, employees, as in all meta employees, also use Workplace. Hmm. But their URL doesn't say, say, instagram.workplace.com or whatsapp.workplace.com or facebook.workplace.com. All of them have one common URL, called fb.workplace.com. Right. It's not instagram.workplace.com. Hmm. And this I can confirm because I spoke to someone within Facebook and they showed me their interface. Hmm. So it's not Instagram, it's fb.workplace.com. Another right. question that arises is that, hey, why does this instagram.workplace.com URL even exist? Hmm. The explanation for that is that experts told me was that, hey, workplace is a product that Facebook has which wants to sell as a software, right? Software as a service. Now it wants to make sure that when it sells to say Ashwin, who owns a company called say Gray Elephant,
3: mm-hmm.
0: his URL, greyelephant.com, should be able should be should be activated immediately.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So because of that, when Facebook config like Meta configured workplace, what they did was they put star star.workplace.com. Star, dot dot mm-hmm. As a result of it, what happens is you put anything instead of star, star, star. It could be anything under the sun. It could be black mic. It could be uh, red board. It could be white walls. It could be the spectacledayush.workplace.com. It will reroute you to uh, workplace.com. Right. And the moment you create, you actually create an account with workplace. It will get activated. So you will then be routed to the spectacledayush.workplace.com. Mm-hmm. So that's what's supposed to happen. Now, the second piece of evidence, so the second story, they cited this internal email that they got hold of through a source. Now, that source credibility is in question. The processes that WIRE followed, all of them are in question. Now, this particular email, in this particular email, Andy Stone apparently tells his emails, his internal team, that how the hell did this document leak, Mm -hmm. put these two journalists on a watch list and uh, get an Indian comms person to, Talk to them. And then I'll tweet about it. Post, which is what you were talking about initially, uh, I'll uh, tweet about it. In response, what this particular screenshot shows is that Rajiv Agarpal, who heads public policy for Meta India, has said, I will get a Facebook Indi- uh, a Meta India comms person to talk to the journalist.
3: Mm-hmm. Half
0: an hour after this email is supposedly sent by Rajiv Agarpal, An internal comms person actually gets in touch with the wire journalist who wrote the first story Mm -hmm. and tells them that, hey, your first story is misleading, it's inaccurate, this, that, this, that, this, that. And the wire journalist tells them, hey, I need an on-the-record statement. Mm -hmm. The story has been up for almost a day. Give me an on-the-record statement, Mm -hmm. which they don't. So on Tuesday, they publish. So when this conversation between the internal comms person and the wire journalist happens, the wire at this time does not have that internal email. They get it the next day. So they reported. Now people are kind of flummoxed that, hey, why is Andy Stone talking like this? Because you have to understand he heads policy communications for one of the most controversial social media platforms on this planet. Mm-hmm. At any given day, there are at least 20 to 30 cases filed against Facebook or any of its underlying platforms in any given territory. Right. And this is a conservative estimate when I say 20 to 30. So that means governments can actually subpoena these internal emails. So why would he put something so incriminating in writing Mm. and send it to so many people? So I asked the wire reporter about it. Hey, didn't it sound sound to be too good to be true? And she said, well, we trust our sources. Mm. So that's what it came to. So then there was increasing criticism because, hey, the report didn't make sense. It was a note in workplace. This email doesn't make sense. So the wire said, hold on we are going to actually run tests on all these things and we'll prove to you that we are right. They take four days to run technical tests on them. Right. So they run two tests because you have two pieces of document, they run two tests. So I'll talk about the email first, because that's practically fallen apart.
1: So uh, Aditi, I'll just zoom out from that. So by the way, just tell me this, the video that the wire put out in the third story, right? Where they're showing uh, the workplace, and the uh, the number of what are those, yeah, the little bits uh, that they were scrolling. Note,
0: the case the case incident reports.
1: Right, right. Okay. The video that the wire made of the workplace, apparently the Instagram workplace with had which had these case notes and many of them, which FB claims is fabricated. How come on that platform someone can make a say, dummy uh, workplace like that, which is called Instagram and which has that logo? I mean, wouldn't FB have something, some sort of an internal mechanism to at least make sure its own properties are not duplicated on that platform?
0: That's a very fair question to ask and to be honest with you, I have asked Meta this. Mm -hmm. I haven't received a response because a lot of times uh, different companies such as Google will buy different URLs, different domain names, so that if people mistype something, Mm -hmm. they'll lead to the right site. Right. So for Facebook to not retain, say, instagram.workplace.com, whatsapp.workplace.com, ig.workplace.com, wa.workplace.com hmm. is kind of odd. Right. But what Facebook slash Meta is saying about that particular workplace instance is true. Right. Uh, I come to this conclusion after talking to multiple experts. Hmm. And this is what my third story is also about. Okay. So now why does the instagram.workplace.com URL even exist? Mm. And why is it that all experts say that, hey, this is not an internal lefty thing. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go over what they've shown in the video. In the video, you see a user Mm. called Instagram, whose profile picture also shows the Instagram icon, scrolling through a bunch of post incident reports, which are all in serial, right? Mm. Uh, All these case incident reports have been created three hours before this video was shot. All of them have an audience of zero. So these are not shared with anyone. So why is this supposed Facebook or Instagram employee creating content moderation reports Mm -hmm. that I'm not meant to share with anyone? So I actually created a workplace instance for news laundry to figure out how this looks and might exactly like uh, the instance that's shown video. And I experimented with Ashwin, I added Ashwin Hassanth as my co- uh, contributors, as my colleagues, hmm. to see what the notes look like. It was pretty easy to replicate the entirety of that uh, video hmm. that had shown us. Okay. So now why is it that the experts believe hmm. that this particular URL that's shown in that video is not a genuine URL? And why Facebook has put out a statement saying that, hey, someone is imitating us? This is not genuine and we've blocked this account. So the information that Facebook found on this particular account was that it was created on October 13th. That is two days after the first two stories were published. So for Facebook, that means this account was created with the intent to mislead. I see. Right. That's one. The second is I've spoken to Facebook employees and one of them showed me their fb.workplace.com user interface mm. it looks quite different from what's shown in the video and what i was able to set up for news laundry right so for instance to the bottom left what i have and what's shown in the video is an icon which allows me to give feedback okay whereas what this particular employee had uh, the one i spoke to mm-hmm. was this icon to report bugs so there was like a little beetle there now what i had and what the video had was an admin panel to the extreme left Hmm. This wasn't there in the employees uh, user interface. Right. The uh, employees user interface also had more icons to the left which included things like calendar and search which I did not have nor were they shown in the video. Right. And also Alex Temos who's the former uh, chief security officer of Facebook and currently the director of Stanford Internet Observatory told me that when you set up workplace like fp.workplace.com you have to use your corporate headshot. So the account is linked to an individual, right? right? That's not something that happened in this case because we had the Instagram icon. Mm. So none of it then aligns. Now, why why does Instagram.workplace.com exist in the first place? Mm. So basically, anything.workplace.com will exist and will route you to Mm workplace.com. The idea is pretty simple. Workplace is a software as a service. The aim of Meta here is that hey, if Ashwin runs a company and he wants to use workplace mm. as a replacement for Slack for internal office communications, he should be able to set it up immediately. There should not be any delay. Right. So what Meta does is when it sets up, when it set up workplace, mm-hmm. it said that star star as an asterisk 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 dot workplace dot com. Mm. So that means these asterisks can be replaced by any word. And until and unless that particular account is activated by someone signing up for that particular URL, it will keep routing to workplace.com. And the moment someone signs up, that particular URL immediately gets activated. Right. This is so that there's no lag between... Uh, Signing up for this service. Right. And also uh, what I learned from uh, former Facebook employees such as Alex Temos and David Thiel, as well as current uh, Facebook employees was that for uh, all tool related things. So say your tools such as content moderation tools Mm -hmm. or your ticket generation for different tasks or your engineering related tasks or uh, things such as, uh, I think I said, content moderation reports. Mm. Those are hosted on the domain internalfb.com. fb.workplace.com is the equivalent of Slack. Internalfb.com is basically a combination of, say, Jira, GitHub, uh, Grafana, and all these other apps. Mm -hmm. So which is why content moderation reports will never be hosted on a Slack-like feature. They will be hosted on where people can actually look at them. There's no just one contributor with zero audience and people can act on them because what is the point of creating a report that nobody can act on? So if there's a review, the content moderator or their manager, however it works, they should be able to say, hey, this seems like the wrong decision. Let's overturn it. And they click on a button and it gets overturned. There's no such button in what the wire has shown us
1: right so that i mean we have talked about the second story and uh, andy's email and why that's you know suspicious you've explained to us that workplace video why that is suspicious and we look forward to your third story which should be out by the time this podcast is out but just to go back on the first you know in the first story i remember that the screenshot they had put up that uh, you know of the internal system which said that this post taken down who is the user who reported it and then it also said why has moderation not kicked in and that said x check and everything which as many people on twitter have pointed out is too good to be true i mean it's giving away every information that a journalist need or a whistleblower might need Mm -hmm. in like those four five lines which again people said you know you should journalists should probably take that with a pinch of salt because that it just seems so inviting and so lucrative to us. So, tell us about that. What what are the problems with the way that is communicated through that story? Is, is that legitimate? Did, did you talk to people about it? And what do we know about how, uh, I mean, is there a difference between what The Wire told us these systems work and how they actually work?
0: So, The Wire basically concluded that, hey, Amit Malviya is there. This was... This was taken down using automated content down, mm-hmm. And then Amit Malviya reported it. So he reported on a post that had already been taken down. Mm. Then even though this user, cringe Archivist, put this decision up for review, mm. since Amit Malviya had reported it after it was taken down by AI, it remained down. Now, I've been in touch with cringe Archivist. I'm trying to trace the timeline of what exactly happened. Mm. So as per this person who who's not re- revealed their identity to me either, they maintain that they basically created this story between 2.15 p.m. and 3.22 p.m. The reason they can say that with certainty is because at 2.15 p.m., they made this video and saved it on their phone. So they looked at the metadata on their phone. Right. And at 3.22 p.m., By 3.22 PM, this particular post had already been taken down. As for them, this was taken down within two minutes, two to three minutes of being uploaded. And they know it happened before 3.22 PM because they sent this really strongly worded email to Guy Rosen saying that you have really bad AI doing content moderation, right? So this happens latest by 3.22 PM. Now the report that the wire has put out, that particular document shows that uh, at five twelve pm, all these times are in IST, Indian Standard Time. At five twelve, mm. this post, which has already been taken down by AI, is reported by cross-checked user Amit Malia.
3: Mm.
0: About forty five seconds later, the log is updated to say that it skipped auto moderation since the reporting user has cross-check privileges.
3: Right.
0: Then twelve seconds later, the log says that it was flagged under the nudity or sexual activity guidelines for violating these guidelines, okay. right? And then a minute later, it says review not required because the user has X check privileges. And then it says, hey, uh, notify cringe archivist and notify Amit Malia. Mm. Now, what's interesting about this report is there is one little section right on top, which says the incident was reviewed at 11.44, 36 a.m. Now, the time zone isn't specified. Which time zone is it? Because the rest of the times are given in computer time called UTC. Now, if this particular 1154 AM time mm. is an IST, this means that this particular review, this particular post incident report was created before cringe archivist even created that video, right. which doesn't make sense. It
1: absolutely doesn't. The other,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the other option is that, hey, perhaps it's in New York time, which is EST, or it's in California time, which is uh, Pacific time. Mm. And then it would be 9.14 or something like 6.14, if I remember correctly. Right. Then that does not line up with when cringe archivist actually filed the report. Right. So that's another red flag. Why did the wire not look into it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think how did they... um... I mean, they must have asked themselves the question, why is this 11 when the post is actually supposed to come up three hours later? Why is that marked at 11 a.m.? And since it does not specify time zones, what answer did someone give to them? And by the way, at any point of time in any of these stories, did they ever offer an explanation of why this discrepancy has popped up?
0: No, they don't look at any of the discrepancy within these documents whether it be the first two main documents, the email and the post-incident report, or the two videos they uploaded as rebuttals.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, so that is, uh, I mean, the, the first story and its own weaknesses. But I think the final blow, um, I think the last tweet, according to Siddharth Vardarajan, the interview he gave to Platformer, I think the m- moment they decided they're going to redact is this when the, uh, I mean, they did the whole video of the workplace, which they put in their story, and they said they've shown it to two experts. But I think one of those guys came forward and said, you know, uh, apparently I am one of the two. Researchers who's being uh, asked and consulted about this, and I have given it my go ahead. That is what the wire claims, but that's absolutely not true. And that seemed to be the final nail in the coffin. And I think you have spoken to either both or one of those two. So tell us about I've spoken that. Spoken to both. Yeah. So tell us both. about how that conversation went with them and uh, how flabbergasted <laughs> they were. You know, when they were asked or when they learned that they've been through all that because they must have been.
0: So, tiny bit of context here, on Saturday, The Wire said that when they verified the email, the Andy Stone email, uh, they showed it to two anonymous cybersecurity experts. The only things we were told in in that story, in the first iteration of that story, was that one of the experts is a lead architect at Microsoft and a principal tech evangelist. And that the second cybersecurity expert is an independent cybersecurity expert who doesn't want to be named because some of his clients include Meta and its platforms. That's what we were told, right? And the email screenshots that were used A, they did not make it clear whether or not these experts actually had access to the file that had to be verified or whether they just viewed some video which could have easily been faked. Mm -hmm. And B, the years mentioned in these screenshots were incorrect. They were 2021. Yes. There was this elaborate uh, discussion that Devesh, who's one of the co-authors on the final story, went into on Twitter, which nobody really bought. Now, what you said about the cybersecurity experts, I heard from Ujwal Kumar, who's the Microsoft lead architect and was briefly named by Siddharth Vadrajan on Twitter, apparently with his consent. And he said that he was not involved in the process. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft also sent a statement to me where they said that an Indian publication erroneously uh, attributed certain commentary to our employee. We have already intimated to them that it's not true. Right. That's one. Then yesterday, that's Tuesday, which is the day these stories were uh, suspended, which is the term they've used, Mm. another cybersecurity expert, his name is Kanishk Karan,
3: Mm. came
0: forward and said that, hey, I have learned from another expert to whom Siddharth revealed my identity so that he could run his own verification processes, that my name is the one that's being used in this email. He went on to say that the email in question, like the from, the email address from which this email was sent is not mine mm-hmm. I was not involved in the process I did not look at any EML files I did not verify the sig- email signature in question right. it is true that Devesh reached out to me but I told him I can't do it and he should reach out to other people right so both the cyber security experts basically disavowed the stories that they said, hey, we weren't involved in the process. Right. So then that raises significant questions about, hey, if these two things have been faked, right. which seems incontrovertibly true now, mm. and the workplace video has been faked as per Facebook, does any of it then stand? Right. And it raises significant questions about the editorial process that has been followed at the wire. Mm. That how could such glaring loopholes not be looked at?
1: Right. I mean, if I was working on this story, I would have thought that, I mean, there was the original post that uh, cringe was put up, you know, uh, it was, of of course, as you said, uh, man worshipping yogi. And all I could think of was why would Amit Malvi take offense to that? A man is worshipping yogi, you know, people have built a temple for Modi in some part of the country that was in news. And a lot of people must have shared it the story came out, why would this one post, unless it's been shared with some, you know, very, uh, what Amit Malviya considers to be a damaging caption, along with the image, which I don't think it was. But that image itself, why would Amit Malviya even want to take that down? But, of course, um, that's just my hunch. But tell me, Aditi, you are a tech reporter. If I was a tech reporter who was starting out at this point, and this Thing went down with the wire and Meta. I would be petrified because now I would second guess myself, doubt myself at every other turn if I was going to do a story that involved, you know, these technical aspects. Do you feel as uh, petrified as me, or do you feel do you have a more encouraging view of how tech reporters might navigate journalism, especially in India after this event?
0: I mean, that's certainly become a concern now because you have to understand that all these platforms, all these major platforms and companies, internet companies are not Indian. Right. That means a lot of decisions are not taken in India. So we already have limited access mm-hmm. as Indian journalists operating out of India. Now, when something like this happens, it raises questions about the credibility of other organizations as well. Right. And that becomes an issue. So the access we have to sources, to people on the record, all of that does get affected. Not that it has happened in the in the 10 days that this controversy has been going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that if there's a source who wants to talk to a journalist, they would not go to an Indian journalist. They would say, hey, these guys can't be trusted to be responsible for this story. Right. They do not seem to have the wherewithal to actually report on these things. Why should I risk my job potentially and the story by going to them? Let me reach out to an international organization which will have far more resources that's one the second is it also teaches us to be that when it comes to big stories Mm. it's better to go slow it's better to go slow and get it right than go fast and break everything in your way yeah and if things seem to be moving so fast with something that just sounds so fantastic in terms of grabbing headlines take a step back and see why is that happening this way because there's something not right and as journalists you can attest to it, Ashwin can attest to it. We're always taught to be skeptical of everything, including our trusted sources. Yeah. So verify, corroborate everything.
1: Um, yes, I think that's the probably the biggest takeaway for reporters after this story. Um, Aditi, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, whatever's been happening in this series and the fallout of it, I think the only Indian publication that has covered it is us, right? Because I've seen the Washington Post article, I've seen platformers report on it. But besides that, no one here uh, at home has bothered to report, report on it. Am I right?
0: Uh, That's not true. I don't know. uh, From what I remember, nobody else has done primary reporting like we have. Like, talk to people at The Wire, talk to experts, and things like that. But The Scroll has been following up with the story mm-hmm. and they've been raising critical questions of content moderation. In general, they haven't focused as much on The Wire's editorial process and what makes sense and what does not. They've been focusing on the Facebook side of things. Okay. The other organization that's been focusing a lot on it is predictably Op India.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: <laughs> right, right. They have literally followed a minute, uh, offered. A minute by minute update on the controversy. I think they have had seven or eight articles on it.
1: Yeah, but Op India doesn't count because we're talking about news organizations.
2: Because when you go to website, you to donation. You You to You to pay You a You
1: to I was only concerned with news organizations, so Op India doesn't count. But I haven't honestly seen Scrolls. Um, uh, side of things so I'll take it up but yes that's what I meant the primary reporting I mean in your stories and I highly recommend our listeners to read Aditi's work on this you have in I mean you have independently reached out to Meta you have reached out to as you said cringe archivists to other experts I think even to The Wire because Siddharth Wadharajan I saw your story carried his official comments so I think we are the only one to do that.
0: Mm, yeah and what's interesting is that uh, at least scroll has been doing commentary on this right right but legacy media has not touched it at all yeah i've seen no mention of this story in any of the newspapers i get times of india indian express hindustan hindustan times economic times and hindu business line mm. i haven't seen this story mentioned anywhere i don't think even tv debates have talked about it yeah But Meta and The Wire have been trending on Twitter consistently since last Monday, which is when the first story came out.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm myself surprised at why at least the news channels are not covering because I remember a couple of years ago, Republic really going after Wire, you know, Arunap shouting, Vardarajan... Where is your back and where is your, you know, spine and all that. But and and since most of the mainstream media is anyway so weaponized, it would you would, you would have imagined they'll go after the wire, but that has not happened. I'm assuming they have more damaging things to do. <laughs> but uh, Not
0: just damaging. Here, it will be very easy for them to bear their own ignorance about things. <laughs> I'm
3: going to assume.
0: Yeah. How are they going to analyze these things when they have no technical expertise or reporting yeah. expertise?
1: Yeah. But anyway, Aditi, thanks a lot for joining us. I'll leave you to uh, your work and to resume your work. But before you go, can you please recommend something of interest that you think our listeners should check out? I mean, it can be a movie, a podcast, a book, anything.
0: I mean, since we spoke so much, we talked about content moderation, how some of these algorithms work. I would recommend this animated movie on Netflix called Mitchell's Versus the Machines if you watch it it's got a pretty good representation of how stupid algorithms really are
3: right. so
0: it's not as smart as we would want them to be they're not as smart as we think them to be so i would recommend that
1: okay thanks a lot
0: thanks a bunch bye bye bye
1: ashwin ab aapki story About bare mein baat Last week and before, the aur uske pehle delhi government aur central government ke beech liquor policy pe jo ladai ho allegations ek taraf se aate hain dusre taraf se सुबह पेपर खोलो तो नए Twitter, ट्विटर पे नए एलिगेशनस उसके बीच में काफी एक इंटरेस्टिंग हुआ जिस पे हमें लगा हम मीडिया स्टोरी कर सकते हैं और आपने की भी आपने और ने वो ये था कि तीन लोग जो एक न्यूज़ चैनल से एसोसिएटेड हैं उन्हें सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट इन्वेस्टिगेट कर रही है और उनमें से एक आपने में बताया कि हैं पॉइंट You'd assume that if हो रहा है तो दिल्ली there's a channel in Delhi because almost all channels are based NCR. this is a Hyderabad-based channel. And somehow, those Usme work with it or associated with it, have a connection At least BJP is saying तो जरा हमें बताइए सबसे पहला इंसिडेंट ऐसा क्या हुआ है इस स्टोरी में जिससे हमारी किरियोसिटी आई कि हमें स्टोरी करना चाहिए कि एक चैनल के साथ कुछ हो रहा है
2: इस मामले में आजू सबसे पहले स्टार्टिंग मतलब पहले ये बता दें लोग कि आम आदमी पार्टी और बीजेपी के बीच ट्रसल काफी सालों से, महीनों से चल रहा जब से ही दिया था। ने अपने जो है उसमें उसी बिहाफ पे उसमें चीफ मिनिस्टर डिप्टी चीफ मिनिस्टर भी हैं मनीष सिसोदिया जिनसे कल पूछताछ हुई और सबसे पहले हमें लाइमलाइट में ये आया कि ईडी ने इंडिया है चैनल पर रेड किया जब इंडिया है चैनल पर रेड हुआ तो मीडिया में कहीं खबर नहीं थी किसी को भी नहीं पता था जब हमें लीड मिली कि ये जो इंडिया हैड चैनल को ओन करता है और आंध्र पप्पा को ओन करते हैं गौतम मुथा उनकी फैमिली मुथा फैमिली जो ओन्स करती है वहां पे लोकल में वो न्यूज़पेपर चलाते हैं तेलंगाना में और इंडिया हैड चैनल जो है जो दिल्ली बेस्ड इंग्लिश चैनल है जो पूरे ऑल ओवर इंडिया चलता है तो जब है हुआ तो हमने सोचा कि पे हुँ. हमने उनको फोन लगाया तो उन्होंने कहा कि हमारे यहां तो कोई रेट नहीं है भूपेन चौबे उन्होंने कहा कि मैं तो ऑफिस में बैठा हुआ हूं कोई रेड नहीं है मैं आपसे बात कर रहा हूं इसका मतलब कि रेड नहीं है हुँ. होता हुँ. तो मैं बात नहीं कर पाता आपसे तो हमें एक पल के लिए डाउट लगा कि शायद रेड नहीं हो लेकिन हुँ. हमने जब ऑफिशियल से बात जो है जो रेड हो रही है और सुबह से चल रही है मतलब समझ नहीं आ रहा था कि किसकी बात सही है ईड ऑफिशियल भी बोल रहे हैं कि रेट हो रही है इधर भूपेंद्र भी बोल रहे हैं कि ईड की रेट नहीं हो रही है फिर जब हमने कंफर्म किया तो पता चला कि जो आंध्र प्रदेश जो मेन तलंगना में हैदराबाद में ऑफिस है वहाँ ईड की रेट हो रही है और वो ईड की र जी यही मेन करैक्टर था जिसका लिंक इन सबसे मतलब बाहर आया कि वो एक पार्टी से भी जुड़े हैं उनका इन्वेस्टमेंट भी इस चैनल में है और वो शराब लिकर वाले मामले में फंसे हुए
1: तो कैसे जुड़े हैं पार्टी से और इन्वेस्टमेंट कैसा है इनका तो
2: आयुष अभिषेक बेंदपल्ली बेसिकली टीआरएस पार्टी जो BRS के नाम से जाना जाती हैं इस चैनल के फाउंडिंग मेंबर थे एक हनुमंत राव बोइनपल्ली अभी भी हैं अब बहुत मतलब रिटायर मोड में है अब कोई कंटेस्ट नहीं करते इलेक्शन इनके बेटे हैं अभिषेक बोइनपल्ली और इनके बहुत क्लोज रिलेशन है जो टॉप पार्टी लीडर है जैसे एलिगेशन बीजेपी ये लगाती है कि जो टीआरएस के CM है, के अभिषेक का कनेक्शन अभिषेक मूथा से गौतम मूथा से गौतम मूथा जो ओनर है आंध्रा प्रभा बेसिकली अभिषेक और मूथ गौतम मूथा एक कंपनी को ओन करते हैं उसका नाम है जॉयस नेटवर्किंग जो इन्होंने फरवरी 2022 में ओन किया है, अभिषेक अगस्त में उसके मेंबर डायरेक्टर बने और गौतम मुथा फरवरी में बने यह कॉमन लिंक है जिसमें वो दोनों के दोनों एक कंपनी में दोनों के दोनों डायरेक्टर हैं है। और ईडी का यह कहना है कि अभिषेक ने पैसा आंध्र प्रभा न्यूज़पेपर में लगाया थ्रू दिस इस कंपनी इसी वजह से
1: ईडी
2: अ अभिषेक का आम पार्टी से नहीं अभिषेक का बेसिकली आरोप यह कि साउथ का जो पूरा नेटवर्क था लिकर का जो पूरा शराब माफिया एक तरीके से कह सकते उनको ठेका दिलवाने के लिए उसके बदले जो कमीशन होगा वो अभिषेक ले रहा था और अभिषेक का कनेक्शन से था जो अब जेल के अंदर है जो मीडिया अभिशेक बोहिन पल्ली को पैसा लेना था समेन महंद्रू से, जो डाइट पैसा जाना था विजेन आयर को, तो समयन महेंद्रू ने वो पैसा दिया अर्जुन पांडे को और अर्जुन के पांडी से वो पैसा चलागा गया अभिषेक बोइनपल्ली अच्छा अब अर्जुन पांडे इस कैरेक्टर में आ जाते हैं तो उनका भी एक इंटरेस्टिंग है कि वो भी आम आदमी जुड़े हुए हैं और वो भी मीडिया हेड मतलब इंडिया चैनल से जुड़े हुए
3: हैं
1: ट्रैक किया है तो मुझे ये लगता है कि वो गोदी मीडिया तो नहीं है लेकिन कभी-कभी ऐसा भी समय आता है जब उनकी रिपोर्टेज सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट या बीजेपी गवर्नमेंट्स के क्रिटिकल हो जाती है लेकिन वो मतलब ऑफ़ कॉस रविश कुमार जैसी रिपोर्टिंग नहीं करते लेकिन वो ऐसे भी नहीं कि हार्ट से निकल चुके हैं, सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट जैसे उसका स्वभाव रहा है काफी कुछ महीनों से वो ऑपोजिशन लीडर्स भले वो इंडिपेंडेंट हों जैसे गुजरात में एमएलए हैं जिग्नेश मेवानी वो भी अरेस्ट हुए थे सत्येंद्र जैन जेल में ही हैं तो एक तीर से इन्होंने काफी निशाने साधे हैं आप पे भी गया है TRS से भी गया क्योंकि उनके बीच में काफी टेंशन है तेलंगाना में जहां पे बीजेपी अग्रेसिवली कोशिश कर रही है करने के लिए और एक न्यूज़ चैनल जहां पे जो उनकी लाइन को फॉलो नहीं करता है हर समय तो आपको लगता है इसमें कुछ क्लैरिटी है
2: इसमें दो तीन चीजें हैं देखिए और भी दिल्ली में तो बहुत ज्यादा चल रहा है ये सब तेलंगाना में बीजेपी बहुत अग्रेसिवली काम कर रही है और ये काम पिछले एक साल से हो रहा है उन्होंने रैलियां अपनी की वहां पे नेशनल एग्जीक्यूटिव की मीटिंग हुई जो करीब 30 साल के बाद मीटिंग हुई थी उन्होंने कांग्रेस से एमएलए को जोड़ लिया अपने पार्टी में अब वो बाय इलेक्शंस को भी बहुत अच्छे से लड़ रहे हैं जो आंध्रा प्रभा है उसका पहले एक टाइम था जिसका सर्कुलेशन बहुत हुआ करता था लेकिन अब वो सर्कुलेशन बहुत कम हो गया है और वो सिर्फ और सिर्फ जो सरकारी एडवर्टाइजमेंट होता है उस पे चल रहा है और सरकारी एडवर्टाइजमेंट मतलब टीआरएस गवर्नमेंट इस हुँ, समय हुँ। तो कहीं ने कहीं ये ईडी एजेंसीज को है वहां पे का इधर जाता है तो जिस चैनल के पास इनकम का सोर्स नहीं हो वो इतना बड़ा चैनल चला रहा है सेटअप लगा रहा है तो उसके लिए पैसा चाहिए तो पैसा आने के लिए उसको कहीं ना कहीं तो कुछ तो करना पड़ेगा चाहे प्राइवेट एडवरटाइजमेंट लाए चाहे सरकारी एडवरटाइजमेंट लाए अब दो महत्वपूर्ण पॉइंट इसमें ये
3: है
2: � साली आतिशी है, आतिशी मतलब आम पार्टी की विधायक और बहुत प्रॉमिनेंट लीडर आम पार्टी का तो इनका कनेक्शन इधर भी है आम पार्टी के बड़े लोगों से और इनका कनेक्शन वो आंध्र प्रभा में टीआरएस पार्टी से और दोनों ही बहुत क्लोज है और जो भी उनके हेड है जो पार्टी दोनों के आपको की तब उन्होंने धमकी दिया था कि मैं आपके खिलाफ मानहानि का केस करूंगी लेकिन अब जो ईडी की फाइंडिंग्स आ रही है जो सीबीआई की फाइंडिंग्स आ रही हैं उसमें दोनों पार्टियों से लिंक्स जुड़ते ही जा रहे
3: हैं
2: अर्जुन पांडे की जो बात कर रहे हैं हम लोग अर्जुन पांडे वो इंडिया हेड चैनल में सेल्स और मार्केटिंग के डायरेक्टर थे और वो क्लोज एसोसिएट्स मनीष सुसodia के और मनीष सुसodia मतलब मेन जिनको कहा जा रहा है कि वही आरोपी हैं जिसको जिनके साथ अभी हमने देखा कल पूछताछ भी हुई थी तो अर्जुन पांडे को ले लीजिए अभिषेक को ले लीजिए अर्जुन और और अबरजुन, दोनों का नाम CBI के FIR में है लेकिन गौतम का नाम नहीं है ठीक है गौतम को कंपनी एजेंसीज इसलिए कर रही है क्योंकि कहीं न कहीं उनको शक है कि अभिषेक ने जो पैसा इन्वेस्टमेंट किया है, है। वो लेकर का पैसा है जो करीब 3.5 करोड़ रुपए समीर महेंद्रू के जरिए मिले थे जी। वो पैसा
1: वो मुझे आधे दो तीन महीने पहले मैं किसी एक जर्नलिस्ट से बात कर रहा था मीडिया ओनरशिप के कॉन्टेक्स्ट में और किसी और मीडिया ग्रुप के कॉन्टेक्स्ट में तो उन्होंने मुझे ये बोला था कि जो लोग न्यूज़ चैनल चलाते हैं और रिसेंटली एक न्यूज़ चैनल ओनर राज्यसभा में मेंबर ऑफ पार्लियामेंट बने हैं कि मीडिया स्पेशली टीवी न्यूज़ एक ऐसी इंडस्ट्री जहां पे you can लगा डाल सकते हैं जितना भी और वो खा जाएगी पी जाएगी और वो a आपको कभी वापस a आएगा मतलब इट्स a a little हैं of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little a little a लेकिन ये काफी इंटरेस्टिंग है कि आप और TRS के बीच में कनेक्शन है और उसमें एक न्यूज़ चैनल खड़ा होता है ये क्लैरिटी मुझे पहले नहीं थी जो आपकी स्टोरी uh, से पता चली है लेकिन ये विजयनायर के बारे में बताइए ये विजयनायर काफी इंटरेस्टिंग कैरेक्टर है आपकी स्टोरी में लिखा है कि ये पहले ओनली मच लाउडर OML जो कंपनी थी जो अभी भी है जी। जो काफी active in event management. रहती थी मैं जब कॉलेज में था very famous. It's 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 very अब वो विज़न आम आदमी पार्टी के कम्युनिकेशंस के जी जी
2: तो ये जो आपने सही बताया विजन आयर की जो इवेंट कंपनी थी ओनली मच लाउडर ये पहले एआईबी जैसे फेमस इवेंट्स भी करती थी और बहुत बड़ी कंपनी थी बॉम्बे की तो आ, कहते हैं कि जब स्टार्टिंग में आम पार्टी बढ़ रही थी तो उनका विजन से संपर्क हो वो पहले क्लोज एसोसिएट बने सिटी की जब वो अपने आप को बढ़ा रही थी, जी। उसका बहुत अच्छे सुपीओ उन्होंने पंजाब में किया, जिस तरीके से एडवरटाइजमेंट आ रहा था, जिस तरीके से उनका आईटी सेल काम करता है, मुझे लगता है नहीं है कि समय बीजेपी से अच्छा सेल अगर किसी का आईटी सेल है, तो सिर्फ आमादी पार्टी का है। जी। और क्या मैसेजिंग होनी चाहिए कैसे आपको एडवर्टाइज करना है ये सब सब विजय नायर बताते थे विजय नायर मास्टरमाइंड तो कंपनी ने पार्टी ने भी खुद स्वीकार किया था पहले नहीं बोलते थे लेकिन उन्होंने बाद में स्वीकार किया कि वो हमारे मीडिया कम्युनिकेशन को एडवाइजर हैं लेकिन वो पार्टी की पार्ट नहीं मतलब कि जिससे उनको फायदा हो सके। देखिए अभी तक जो भी findings निकली हैं CBI के जो बता रही हैं, according to CBI कि समीर महेंद्रु से पैसे का लेनदेन हुआ है और वो पैसा गया है अर्जुन पांडे के थुरू अभिषेक बॉयन पल्ले को डायरेक्ट कनेक्शन नहीं है अभिषेक के साथ मतलब मनीष सुसोदिया के साथ लेकिन विजयनायक कनेक्शन अभिषेक से है अभिषेक का कनेक्शन अर्जुन पांडे से अर्जुन पांडे का समीर महेंद्रो से तो से करोड़ रुपए का लेनदेन हुआ है जी। मतलब कहीं न कहीं फाइनेंशियल ट्रांजैक्शन है आपके विजयनायर का इसमें important इसलिए हो जाता है क्योंकि यही मास्टरमाइंड कहा जाता है मतलब जो पूरी प्लानिंग है कि, कि किसको टेंडर देना किस तरीके से पॉलिसी बनानी है उसमें बहुत इन्फ्लुएंस है विजयनायर का इसलिए सबसे पहले सीबीआई और ईडी ने टारगेट विजयनायर को किया पहले पूछताछ किया, किया उसके बाद
1: कोई पॉलिटिकल करप्शन मतलब आपको जर्नलिस्ट भी नहीं होना पड़ेगा अगर आप सिर्फ न्यूज़पेपर पढ़ते हैं तो कोई मुड़ के क्या कह सकता है कि यार ढाई तीन करोड़ की अगर बात है तो मतलब जो पार्टीज़ हफ्ते-हफ्ते में एड्स में ढाई तीन करोड़ खर्च कर देती हैं उनके वो ढाई तीन करोड़ में ऐसा क्या क्य
2: जैसे अभी आमादी पार्टी का ही बता दूं पंजाब में अभी उन्होंने नया स्कीम लांच किया था स्कीम लांच किया था कि बिजली फ्री में जब स्कीम अभी लांच हुई थी अगस्त में उन्होंने सिर्फ दो दिन के अंदर न्यूज़पेपर में एडवरटाइजमेंट में 3.5 करोड़ रुपए खर्च किए थे जी, जी। फिर उन्होंने उसको थोड़ा तो सोचिए दो दिन में जहाँ साढे तीन करोड़ खर्च हो रहा है उनके लिए साढे तीन करोड़ का शायद इसलिए आप देखिए कि जिस कॉन्फिडेंस के साथ मनीष सोदिया जा रहे थे सीबीआई वाले रैली में सीबीआई से पूछता आज में या माध्य पार्टी की जो भी पूरी प्लानिंग है वो ये है कि भाई हमने तो भरसाचार
3: नहीं
2: किया, जी। 2.5 तीन करोड़ आज के समय में क्या ही है वो तो दो मिनट का पार्टीज खर्चा कर देती है अभी आम पार्टी गुजरात में जो कर रही है <laughs> प्रमोशन वहां आप देख सकते हैं कि फेसबुक बताती है फेसबुक की जो रिपोर्ट आती है कि किसने एडवर्टाइजमेंट दिया नंबर 1 आम आदमी मतलब सबसे नंबर 1 बीजेपी 64 companies ह है, हैं अलग-अलग तरीके से जो फेसबुक एडवरटीज़मेंट कर रही हैं कुजराती इलेक्शंस के लिए तो तीनों का मिला के एक करोड़ पे हो रहा है महिंतली तो जो पार्टी करोड़ मंथली वहाँ एडवरटीज़मेंट खर्च कर रही वो डेढ़ करोड़ दो करोड़ के तो करप्शन नहीं करेगी
1: तो मुझे भी ये लगा कि आपकी जो जितना ED... जो investigation कर रही है, कर रही है, उसमें भले common reader, जो मीडिया में नहीं है, normal 9 to 5 job करता है, उसके लिए ये establish तो नहीं कर पाई है कि यहां करप्शन है, लेकिन आपको एक idea हो जाता है कि कैसे दो पार्टीज के backdoor managers, जो लोग पीछे काम करते हैं सीन के, advisors हैं, consultants हैं, इनका कैसे खुद में कनेक्शन होता है वो दिल्ली से हैदराबाद एक न्यूज़ चैनल से होते हुए जी जी
2: मतलब देखिए हम लोगों the same thing is that the same thing is that the same thing है that the same thing is 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 that the same हमको मतलब पता भी नहीं चलेगा कि कोई हैदराबाद में व्यक्ति बैठा हुआ वो पूरा लॉबी कर रहा है साउथ वालों को और उसका कनेक्शन कहीं ना कहीं घूमते एक आदमी साता आता अर्जुन पांडे अर्जुन पांडे का कनेक्शन फिर आता है कि वो मनीष सिसोदिया का क्लोज एसोसिएट है फिर उसका कनेक्शन से आता है आज से तो आप सही बोल रहे हैं कि जो एजेंसीज़ हैं देखिए एजेंसीज़ भी अभी मतलब कहना सही नहीं होगा लेकिन एजेंसीज़ सीबीआई चाहे ईडी हो वो एक पार्टी की सारे पे काम कर रही हैं क्योंकि हर दिन आप देखिए ना हर दिन ओपोजिशन पार्टियों के लाफ केस होता है हर दिन उनकी यहाँ रेड होती है जैसा इंडियन एक्सप्रेस की रिपोर्ट भी आई तो उसमें भी साफ-साफ था कि ऑपोजिशन के खिलाफ अचानक से केसेस बढ़ गए आयुष आपने जो एक बात कही थी कि चैनल जो चैनल एक ब्लैक होल है जितना पैसा डालते जाओ आपको रिटर्न नहीं मिलना तो आपने स्टोरी की थी लूनिया जिनका एक कॉमन है
1: पिछले 10 साल से एनडीटीवी का 29% कंट्रोल किया है उन्होंने दो महीने पहले उसी 29% को अडानी ग्रुप को बेचा जब मैं उनकी बैलेंस शीट्स देख रहा था तो मुझे ये रियलाइज हुआ कि आ, इनके एनडीटीवी में नहीं और किस काफी न्यूज़ चैनल्स में इन्वेस्टमेंट्स हैं न्यूज़ 24 इंडिया टीवी न्यूज़ नेशन ऑलमोस्ट 225 226 करोड़ एनडीटीवी को कर देंगे तो 600 अब उस लूनिया जिस ग्रुप को कंट्रोल करते हैं उनका नाम Infotel है और इंफोटेल की जो मेन फ्लैगशिप कंपनी है इंफोटेल बिजनेस सॉल्यूशन उसका नेटवर्थ कम कम से कम निकल के आता है 200 करोड़ अब टोटल जिस आदमी की ग्रुप का नेटवर्क 200 करोड़ है उसके मीडिया में 226 या 600 करोड़ कैसे हो सकता है तो हमने बस यही इन्वेस्टिगेट किया है उसमें कि ये मनी ट्रेल कहां तक जाता है और स्टोरी ये दिखाती है कंपनी फाइलिंग्स यूज करके कि द मनी इज कमिंग फ्रॉम मिस्टर अंबानी मुकेश अंबानी उनकी कंपनीज में पिछले 5 6 साल से इन चैनल्स को फंड किया है लेकिन एज अ जर्नलिस्ट आप यह सीखते हैं कि ये सब चीजें कैसे की जाती हैं हायर सर्कल्स में तो मुकेश अंबानी खुद पैसा नहीं लगाते लेकिन उनके बिजनेस पार्टनर्स हैं बिजनेस एसोसिएट्स हैं दोस्त हैं जी रिश्तेदार हैं और वो भी बिजनेसमैन हैं तो उन बिजनेसेस के थ्रू इन्वेस्टमेंट मिस्टर लूनिया शाम भी कंपनी है तो शाम यह एक तरीके से
2: कनेक्शन देखा जाए तो मुके संबानी का सब में मतलब ऊपर से धागे की डोर मुके संबानी के हाथ में तो मुके संबानी का आयुष हिसाब से, से देखा जाए तो उनका खुद का एक चैनल है नेटवर्क पूरा ग्रुप है उन्होंने फिर ईटीवी को भी खरीद लिया तो सबसे बड़े ग्रुप हो गए इसके अलावा उनका अलग माध्यमों से अलग-अलग इसका मतलब
1: मोर percent इसका मीडिया को काफी channels कंट्रोल करना मतलब इसको हम टेक्निकल लैंग्वेज में एक तरह से कह सकते हैं हॉरिजॉन्टल मोनोपोली कि आपके टीवी पर जो आ रहा है आप उन चैनल्स को ऑन करते हैं लेकिन एक वर्टिकल मोनोपोली भी होती है कि एक होता है सैटेलाइट company जो आपका signal transmit करेगा एक होता है cable operator तो मुकेश अंबानी जी के पास डैन और Hathway में भी investment है जो घरों पे cable TV देती तो है cable TV की company में भी उनका पैसा लगा हुआ है ऐसे ही Z Group Dish TV में डिश कंट्रोल करता था उसके भी खुद के चैनल तो monopoly एक horizontal vertical और try ने बहुत समय पहले ये सब बात नहीं करता मतलब जिसके पास
2: पैसा है वो कर सकता है जिसके पास नहीं वो बैठ सकता
1: लोकेशन मारने के लिए जितना पैसा है उन्होंने मीडिया में लगाया है, वो छुट्टा है इस चेंज मतलब वो सड़क पे पर वे पैसे 400 joining us before you leave के you लेकिन us one recommendation for our listeners so लीव कैन यू टेल अस वन रिकमेंडेशन uh, फॉर आवर लिसनर्स
2: सो सिर्फ दो आयुष मेरा एक है कि सुधा भारद्वाज का इंटरव्यू जो न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री पे च- आया है वो मनीषा ने किया है बहुत अच्छा इंटरव्यू Please, look for all investigative journalists. It's very important hai kaise investigation kiya jata hai.
1: thank you. My uh, recommendations for this episode are two stories by Aditi, our tech reporter. Uh, one of them is called Explain What's The Wire versus Meta Fight All About. It's from 13th of October, so, so a little dated, but it'll still give you some context. And the second story which came out yesterday called The Wire Will Suspend Its Meta Stories Until It Carries Out Thorough Internal Review. Um, and also, of course, read Aditi's third story, which should be out by the time uh, this podcast is out. And it will make for a good context uh, about why The Wire has been under so much scrutiny lately. Uh, also, if you are listening to our podcast on platforms like Apple Podcast or Stitcher, remember we have a website which has a podcast player, a very good one. So you can head over to the website, check out the podcast player, and listen to this episode of Reporters Without Orders over there.